0: 1,600. Welcome, dear friends. What is it? Episode 47, maybe? Could be. I don't know. It's up there. It's in the high 40s. We are back with my co-host, none other than Boris Epstein. We are broadcasting. We are recording the day after the inauguration of the 46th President of the United States, joe robin at biden if you want to catch all of this special edition make sure you go to the podcast the battle for 1600 subscribe today share the link and also give us a review baron are you there i am right here
1: here i am it's the baron
0: it is the Baron. i see i see you this is the you know indicative of the crazy times we live in. I see more of you every week outside of the studio than I see you in the studio. Where were we? Just yesterday morning, bright and early.
1: Bright and early, but we in a beautiful, gorgeous place called Joint Base Andrews for the majestic, befitting send off of President Trump, who just completed the most successful term in American presidential history. It was so great to see you there along with so many other friendly faces to listen to President Trump tell Americans that he loves us and that he will be back in some way.
0: If you haven't seen it, uh, we've posted some photographs. Boris has on uh, Twitter, on Instagram. I posted some videos as well on Facebook and all of our uh, platforms. It was, I mean, I've been to lots of events. Boris has been to lots of events, but it's different. When you're at Andrews, And they put the platform, they put the stage right in front of Air Force One that's sitting there. And you've got hundreds of, you know, Trump supporters, uh, employees, former employees. You've got the Air Force Band. And then Marine One comes in, lands right in front of you, and then taxis in front of the stage between us and Air Force One. And then the president gets out with Melania. It was it was a tough day, but it was
1: it was the right way to do it, wasn't it, Boris? I agree, one hundred percent. It was a it was a perfectly fitting send off. President Trump did not go to that sad event that kind of resembled an inauguration. That was the inauguration of Joe Biden. President Trump said, "I stick with my beliefs." I believe there was a very significant, overwhelming voter fraud, election fraud in this country in 2020. He did leave a note for, for Joe Biden. He did wish wish the next administration the best. But he said, you know what? I'm not going to go and sit through that. I'm going to join base Andrews. I'm saying goodbye to my supporters. And I'm flying out to the wonderful sounds of Frank Sinatra's My Way.
0: And he did it because if, if you do it the traditional way and you wait and you go to the inauguration, you just have to fly home on some kind of, you know, Air Force jet. This way, he flew to mar on Air Force One, still as the 45th President of the United States. Okay, we have to talk really big picture. No time to talk about cigars today, so we'll make it up double next time. I could
1: really use a cigar, though, I'll tell you that.
0: I bet you could. I bet you could. we need to have we need to have somebody who sponsors our podcast from the world of cigars. and I think you might have some idea we'll we'll get to that but but let's talk about the events of the last three, four weeks in America and and looking forward. So we have a couple of um rumors. Uh, we have a couple of suggestions and theories, and I want to float them with you. I'll give you my take on, on one of the big ones, and then we'll get you t- to respond. You're, you're listening to the Battle for 1600. Subscribe to the podcast for the whole show. Uh, give us a review. If you're watching us on, on YouTube, hit the like button, and also uh, spread spread these clips and these episodes far and wide. So first things first, um, the president, what is he going to do now? For Months and months actually maybe years, there's been talk of of the Trump media empire, Trump TV and what have you. Then we have in the last couple of days more and more talk of uh, a third party, that there has to be a patriot party or a MAGA party. I'll give you my take. I don't know about the media plans the president may or may not have. I would like that to happen. Personally, I think a party is a disastrous concept. If we split conservatives, then the Democrats will win every election for the foreseeable future. Remember, Ross Perot, is how we got Bill Clinton. Uh, but I will say this. For the foreseeable future, to quote Lauren Bobbitt, the new incredible congresswoman from Colorado who was on our show, the GOP is Donald Trump's party now. So whichever way he comes back, he told us yesterday, today, he'll come back in one shape or the other. Uh, whatever he decides to do, I think he will be For the foreseeable future, without a doubt, the conservative kingmaker. Talk to us about those rumors. Your take, your response, Baron Boris.
1: So on both fronts, first of all, uh, on the media front, President Trump has long been a master of the media, and whatever he does next on that front, I'm sure will be unbelievably successful. So full stop on that. And then I agree with you. I don't think we need to have a third party. Because the MAGA movement, the Trump movement has taken over the Republican Party. Right. That's why, that's why President Trump, as he said yesterday in that, on that beautiful morning at Joint Base Andrews, he got 75 million votes this time, 63 million votes in 2016. We do not need a third party. We just need to make sure that the Republican Party and the, the officials of the Republican Party, the elected officials and, and the party dignitaries and the party functionaries, that they act in representation of their constituent. Because it, the Republican Party right now, the voter, the rank and file, the everyday American, they are supporting President Trump. So why would we create another party if we already have the Republican Party? Right. All we have to do is make sure the Republicans act as a party, that they act cohesively, they defend against onslaught from the Democrats on every front, And that they represent the will of their constituents, which is support for President Trump, the MAGA movement, and putting America first.
0: All right, let me um, tell you what I said to the GOP. So I had lunch just last week with a very, very senior, he will go uh, nameless, but a very, very senior individual in uh, the GOP. And uh, before I went, I consulted with my team, got some very good advice from Mr. G. And this is what I told this individual Uh, for the next year, at least. The 75, 74 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump will only want to see two things happen in the GOP. And number one, you have to fight across the nation, especially the state houses, to ensure election integrity. So what we witnessed last year can't happen again. Secondly... G- the GOP, the conservative movement, all our institutions, all our donors, activists have to take on the fascistic tendency- tendencies of Silicon Valley. So they can't shut down freedom of speech and the speech of those they politically disagree with. I told this, I warned this person's friendly lunch he's a friend of mine. I said, if you don't get serious action in those two areas, the GOP is done. The voters have to see the GOP get serious on election integrity and big tech. Uh, Your response, your suggestions for the GOP, Boris.
1: I think those are vital. First of all, the the American people overwhelmingly realize, even Democrats, that this election was fraught, was fraught with so much trouble, was fraught with so much irregularity and a lot of fraud. So, we have to fix that, and we as Republicans have to push back on this on, on this mail-in voting that's completely unchecked and have to get the voting system of America back under control. Go Get away from the consent decree in Georgia. Get away from the fact that the hundreds of thousands of unlawful ballots were allowed to be cast from Wisconsin. We have to put a stop to that if we want to win elections in the future. That's number one. Two, as you said, we have to stop fighting fighting one another. We have to be a cohesive, cogent party, and the Country Club Republicans need to get along with the MAGA Republicans. They just do, and we have to listen to the heartbeat of our party and go back to our to the MAGA principles: America first, low low taxes, deregulation, only fair trade, strength internationally, support for our greatest allies such as Israel. We have to stand. For those things and then we have to absolutely undoubtedly push back against the tyranny as you said of big tech and ma- and make it absolutely clear that we will not be silenced if, if it takes lawsuits if it takes lawsuits if it takes action in, in terms of getting uh, getting crowds out there uh, to, to be heard peacefully of course and patriotically to be heard that we will not be silenced by big Tech, we will have our voices heard. So those are the three things that I would that I would focus on: election integrity, unity, and ensuring that our voices are heard.
0: Now, what are you seeing? I have to ask this because the voices of of Mitch Mitch McConnell and other establishment types uh, do not seem to be uh, leaning in that direction. Uh, The decision by Liz Cheney to vote for the impeachment of uh, President Trump also is problematic. Uh, Do you see any signs that the old guard understands who the 75 million Americans are who voted for Donald
1: Trump? Well, I think they're likely to understand once there's a, a vote, which apparently is going to happen, on Liz Cheney's co- chairmanship of the GOP conference in the House. Yes, I I do believe that they're going to, they're going to understand that the the MAGA movement is now, as I said, the beating heart, the lifeblood of the Republican Party. And if they disrespect that, well, you know what? They may not be a third party, but our people are going to stay home. They're yeah. not going to go and support Republicans who are not supporting their ideals. They're not going to support Republicans who are backing Joe Biden and, and globalist, big trade, unfair trade deal. That's just not going to happen. They're, and frankly, they're not going to uh, back Republicans who, for any reason whatsoever, vote who voted for impeachment in the House or who, who, who voted to convict if there's a trial in the Senate. We could not be stabbing our own leader, in the front or the back. And that's what Liz Cheney and the nine other members of the House did. And that's what anybody in the Senate who's even considering voting for conviction based on this absolutely empty, contrived impeachment article would be doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about the events of yesterday uh, after we left Andrews Air Force Base. A few hours later, there was the inauguration. Now, I don't want to overstate matters but as somebody who lived for 15 years in a former communist country whose parents suffered under a communist regime, you as uh, an individual whose family you included uh, escaped uh, post-Soviet Russia as a child, it was – yesterday was, was – uh, what's the word the left likes? Problematic. It was It was disturbing. Uh, when you saw the fact that DC was shut down, that the bridges were shut down, that almost two, almost two and a half divisions of National Guards officers and NCOs were deployed across the nation, and then afterwards the, the quasi parades. Where Kamala and 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 Biden were waving at nobody, no, nobody. There was nobody because there were no crowds. There was just the media and the military. I, I don't want to exaggerate things, but but there were. It, it smacked of you know a North Korean parade. It was surreal in its artificiality. Your take on yesterday's events?
1: It was pathetic, and you know what's funny. Wolf Blitzer on CNN went on and described the crowd that you and me were proud to be, the proud to be a part of, that you and I were proud to be present for. He said that the crowd at Andrews was pathetic, but then did not comment on the total lack of any crowd for the man who apparently got 80 million votes, Joe Biden, at the Capitol. All uh-huh. the all of all you know, and, and including the fact that Joe Biden mandated masks on federal lands, and then he and his family didn't wear masks at Lincoln Memorial. The hypocrisy has been clear from the first second that Joe Biden got sworn in on that huge-looking Bible. Maybe they were trying to prove just how religious (laughs) he is with the size of the Bible. You know, he's a a devout Catholic who's pro-abortion, and as you (laughs) know— Of course, those two compute perfectly, don't they, Sebastian? Oh yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yes. Be, being pro murdering ch- children in the womb—that's so Catholic, Joe
1: Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden is—you know—he's one hundred percent very Catholic. You know, so that's that's what it is. That you know—that's that's who Joe Biden is. He is a complete hypocrite. He is not honest. He's he's, he's somebody who uh, even look at the Hyde Amendment the amendment that barred the use of federal funds to pay for abortion was he for the Hyde? was he for the Hyde amendment was he against the Hyde amendment you don't know and why don't you know because joe biden doesn't have any actual beliefs no joe biden just did anything and everything he could to get elected president and that's and, and, and that's what he is so now this country is joe biden is president he apparently got 80 million votes, even though nobody showed up for his inauguration. They had a very sad series of events yesterday. And then he signed a bunch of executive orders that put America last. And then he, and then he begged, he begged the United Nations to be able to enter the WHO, the World Health Organization, which is to blame for the spread of the China virus around the world.
0: Right um I, i'm sure you're in the same position as i am boris follow him boris epstein boris ep uh, on twitter also uh, on instagram former uh, special assistant to the president of the united states and strategic advice to the trump campaign i'm his co-host sebastian gorka this is the battle for 1600 follow me at seb gorka on twitter also instagram facebook and our website is SebGorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorka.com. Boris, uh, I I can't tell you how many people have DM'd me, texted me, emailed us saying, that's it, I'm done, it's over, America is finished. Um, I have a a standard response to all of that. I say desperation is un-American. We don't do that, doesn't matter when in our history, but despair is not who Americans are. It's not how the nation was built. And then I try and give them a sanity check. I try and um, tell them to just look at the reality. Yes, it's grim. Yes, it's bad. However, having a seven, six-seat majority in the House is very limiting. And having no majority, let's be clear, they don't have a technical majority in the Senate. Every time they want to do something truly extreme, whether it's making Guam the 51st state, whether it's lowering the voting age to 16, there will be a need to get Kamala Harris to come from the White House to the floor of the Senate to cast the tie-breaking vote if if all 50 members hold the line which in some cases in certain states would be political suicide for the specific democrat senator so i'm not saying it's going to be plain sailing you look at the raft of executive orders that biden signed already after the inauguration it's 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 not good for america first however it's not as bad as some would have you believe? Or am I looking at things through rose-tinted
1: spectacles, Boris? You're not. You're not. You're right on, my friend. As always, we have a mind number, and I'll tell you why. Your family came to America, to the promise of America, because they knew what the basis of America is, which is freedom and opportunity. They were running from the horrors of communism. My family came here running from the horrors of the shambles of communism in the former Soviet Union, again, to the promise of America. So it is it is incumbent upon us to be optimistic of, about America, to be positive about America, to, yes, point out wrongs when they're done, and there were already wrongs done in the first few hours of the Biden administration, including rejoining the WHO, re, including begging to rejoin the Paris the Paris Climate Accords, which are... A a horror show for the American consumer, including stopping programs that stem the flow of my illegal immigrants into America that protect America. So we're going to continue pointing all that out. But we have to be optimistic. and We have to be optimistic about the fact that the MAGA movement grew from 2016 to 2020 by 12 million votes, almost 20%. That is a huge number. That is a huge number and 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 you know, even if say you believe somehow that Joe Biden got eighty million votes, the reason he got them is because of this mail voting scheme let's call it the the, you know, the, the, vote, bonanza. Like the mailing
0: voting bonanza
1: the Bonanza, I love that the bonanza, the Democrats put a place. Well, as long as we do the right thing and we put that we put that bonanza back in its place, we put a <laughs> back stop in its box. to it.
0: The ba- bonanza back in its has box. to get back in its box.
1: Go back to its box, bonanza. the bonanza box. As long as it goes back in its box, then the, this movement is going to continue winning. We won what it ended up being 12 seats in the House of Representatives this yeah. election. So to your point, I do strongly believe The Republicans will control the House after 2022. The Senate is split, and I think it it could very well go back to being Republican if we act as Republicans after 2022. And then it'll be this party's decision of who is going to lead us into 2024. And I can only think of one man who I want to do it if he chooses to run. Do you know who that is?
0: I think I've met him. I think I saw him yesterday at Andrews Air Force Base. Are we thinking about the same
1: guy? We sure are. We sure are. <laughs> the same man who just completed the most successful presidential term in American history, and guess what? There's precedent. Grover Cleveland did this. Yeah, he was president. He won, He he then was defeated by Benjamin Harrison, and then he came back four years later and he won his presidency back.
0: It's been done before, and it can be it's done again. It's been done before. Uh, exactly. I'm going to ask you one question, uh, and then we have to wrap it. Um, I'm going to advise all of our listeners. Uh, Never give up, never give in. Get involved. The most important thing you can do is actually get involved locally, especially run for local office. Even if it's just the local school board, this is how we make a difference. We stay true to our values. America isn't defined by who is in the White House. It's important. But America is defined by who we are And how loyal we stay to our American values. What is your primary advice, Baron Boris, for conservatives who love this country for the next couple of years?
1: I love that. I love that message, Sebastian. And and I love the fact that you continue to keep your listeners, your viewers, our listeners, our viewers on Battle for 1600, which we continue to call Battle for 1600 because it's already a battle for 2024. <laughs> yep. Optimistic and positive. My message is this. Stay strong. Stay optimistic. Stay positive. Continue to believe in the promise of America and the greatness of America. Fight for our right. Do so peacefully do so constitutionally and we are always going to be on the right side of history do not back down stay strong and with god's help with help of the right ideals we will end up victorious
0: nicely put perfect 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 Stay true to our values and we will win. He's Boris Epstein, former special assistant to the president. I'm Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to President Trump. This is The Battle for 1600. Make sure you tell your friends, write a review, share it with everyone you know, because the battle has been joined yet again. God bless you all.